You're on track to graduate from a great school, but do you feel unsure of what's next? Top accounting firms want candidates like you with backgrounds outside the industry. Northeastern University's combined MS in Accounting plus MBA will prepare you to launch your career in just 15 months. Develop accounting and business expertise and gain immersive experience through a paid corporate residency. RSVP to a virtual information session at northeastern.edu slash accounting events. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Well, hey, everybody. It is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and welcome to another episode of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. It's great to see you, Marcus. How are you doing this fine Friday? And now uh, only one more Friday left in the month after today. The month's already gone, John. I don't know what's going on, Marcus, but, uh, you know, we're moving and shaking here uh, at, at the uh, at the show and lots of great things happening. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have anybody that is in the New York, New Jersey metro area or you'd like to give a donation, John and my team, we're trying to break a national world record. Can't share you to tell you what it's about, but I can tell you that it's about science. And if you love science, you want to break a record and you want to be part of history. You're going to want to reach out to me. All right, let's get into the show. So um, lots of things are happening, Marcus. This was really interesting. Bacteria that can recover precious metals from electric vehicle batteries. You know, with like 1.4 billion cars in the world, this this is going to be something that's going to be needed. They're going to need a way to uh, clean these batteries up and, and clean them up fast. And they say it's going to double by 2036. I mean, yeah. just wow. If these cars burn petrol or diesel, uh, there's going to be some consequences with the climate. And I hate to even speculate about that. It is. Um, um, hopefully that they, they, they took that into consideration. Uh, but, you know, it's like, like they say, you know, sometimes you put the cart before the horse. Exactly. And electric cars are speculated, I don't want to state, they're speculated to emit fewer air uh, pollutants if they're powered by renewable energy. Yeah, and not to mention that if we just talking about the batteries alone, these battery shelf lives aren't that long. No, they're not. And that one country we talked about, and also China a while back, they're um, locking in on a technology to manufacture facilities where they can change these batteries like in Tesla's and other cars very very quickly and I think they're trying to license this technology and I don't want to say the word rip off but uh <laughs> let's just say get an awful lot of money yeah <laughs> how do I say that politely right I, I don't think there's no way to say that politely unfortunately <laughs> uh manufacturers of these EVs um they're trying to keep the import costs low and and find reliable sources for new raw materials but it's becoming tough with deep sea now being an option and other damage to habitants that are endangering wildlife. I mean, it's a challenge in landfills and some of the poorest regions with over two and a half million tons that are added to the total each year. I mean, that's just hard to even fathom, Marcus. 
you, you can't digest it at all, even if it was something delicious to look at. But when we talk about, <laughs> <laughs> but when we talk about the question of like, why not just reuse what's coming at us anyways? We don't get smart people that can answer that. I think you're right. And, you know, the shelf life now of eight to 10 years, that's if you buy the good batteries, not the cheap ones. Yes. Uh, so the lithium ion batteries are currently recycled at a meager rate of less than 5%. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to tell that to the person that pulls the blue garbage cans. <laughs> Why aren't we reusing them? I mean, this is this is yeah. crazy. I mean, EV batteries could become a significant portion of the global waste pandemic. Oh, that's terrible. Another pandemic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on top of one that we're trying to figure well, out. One that's for. not going to require a, a booster or a shot to combat, but no. uh, it's going to need something called intelligence. And, you know, the largest right. lithium-ion battery, you know where they're located, those recyclers? Guess where they are? Oh, I, 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 you know what? I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know. They're in China. Oh, that's a great place to have. <laughs> <laughs> and recycling is often treated as an obligation and companies, uh, you know, have to pay uh, now to do it in North America and Europe. And competition is becoming so intense for dead batteries in China that these uh, recycling companies are willing to pay to get their hands on them, no matter what they have to do, even fly them in across the country. Look at all the waste and jet fuel. And uh, extra pollutants in the air just from that. That is scary, John. That is very scary. And what is increasingly interesting is just the amount of money that's going to be made in someone's pocket. Exactly. I think it's every everything's about money. They don't really care about the economy. They don't care about people. It's sad to say this. It is. Uh, and a lot of these batteries uh, that actually make it to the recycling area uh they're melted and their metals are extracted and um they do this in large commercial facilities and guess what happens marcus it uses an exorbitant amount of energy so guess what happens when we take energy we emit carbon very bad for our planet not to mention the ozone layer very bad and as you mentioned earlier and alluded to it earlier we have a pandemic that is right around the corner and we don't even know it exactly and you know Plants like this, they're not cheap to build. They're extremely expensive to engineer, yeah. to build, to operate. And the equipment that is, uh, let's say, uh, a necessity um, is treating very harmful emissions generating by a smelting process. And in case you didn't know what a smelting process is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's when you take metal and other um, byproducts and you melt them. You always have to separate the different areas because you don't want to have uh, certain things mixed. And also the reason they don't, they want to separate them is because they won't get their money if they're mixed. Not to mention there'll be some fines if you burn things beside the pure metal. So you don't want to burn plastics and metals. That could be bad. You want to separate them because we know when we burn metal and, and uh, plastics together, well, that's a very bad gas. Very toxic, very yes. toxic, you know, more toxic than someone used to date. So, <laughs> and you know the thing, Marcus, yeah. that really gets my goat is right. that despite all the resources and money to put these together, mm -hmm. they have a very low probability of having the resources to recover precious, valuable battery, battery materials.
Oh, wow. Did you know that the global market for metal recycling is expected to grow from 52 billion in 2020 all the way up to 76 billion by 2025? Yeah, like I said, someone's someone's getting rich. <laughs> but, you know, bioleaching, also yeah. called bioming, it employs micros which can oxidize metals as part of their metabolism. So that's the whole thing I wanted to share with you. Yes, we got a problem. But now that we have bioleaching being implemented, uh, it's a chemical way to supposedly safely, quote unquote, uh, use microorganisms to extract valuable metal from ores. And that's pretty interesting. And I, I would really like to see what the study says about that and, and how effective it is. Well, they say that, you know, the mining industry is using it and uh, they're getting valuable uh, metals out, including circuit boards, contaminated water and uranium. I mean, it seems interesting, but I'm not sold yet, Marcus. I mean, I think this may be pie in the sky until I see some numbers. Yeah. And and that's the, the thing about when you roll out something that supposedly supposed to counter, you know, what's going to be driving everybody crazy at some point. Uh, you don't really get nothing concrete until there's years of research. Exactly. And then uh, our friend Uncle Sam and the rest of the government team will start imposing fines so they can just, you know, they're desperate to make money any which yeah. way. Uh, so they'll come up with some really <laughs> ridiculous requirements uh, that will just make people pay through the nose, which will force people to have to recycle it. And EV batteries, uh, you know, they're fairly new, as we know. And reusing of their components um, should be part of the design, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And it's remaining an afterthought. And like I said, it's going to become a pandemic. And recycling uh, from the beginning, I always say that when you build something, you have to think about cradle to grave. Whether it's a computer, whether it's a hard drive, you have to think about that obsolescence and think about the fact that a computer has a, a life of about five years. After yeah. that, it really doesn't pay to do much to it. OK, yeah. if they're working in their good shape, I'm not talking about industry machines. I'm talking about commercial laptops, home laptops. And uh, it, it's you know, it's going to be a problem. So we'll have to just monitor that and, and you know, see what happens. Uh, our friends, uh, Marcus, at Zoom, uh, they're to acquire five nine for fourteen point seven billion. I remember you saying something once before, John, about the importance of cloud space. Yes. And, and and this seems like it's a race to, you know, for Zoom to get get bigger and, and to ensure that. Well, the, the thing about this is so so five nine, in case you're wondering, so they have a huge uh, cloud system, but they actually have a cloud contact center software. And I think the reason why Zoom is going after them may not just be for the cloud, but maybe for the extra um, enterprise features that can help people use this in more of a call center or a management solution. See, I think Zoom is starting to lose its traction because we know a lot of people are starting to stop using it you know, more and more each day because right. they're not having as many virtual meetings. I mean, there's still going to be some, but that's the whole thing about 5.9 is making agents 300%, not 50%, not 10%, not 100 300% more effective per hour. And that's pretty impressive. And as you said, people are pretty zoomed out. Uh, this this could, you know, in fact, you know, be a plus for Zoom. It could. And I think the other reason that it's doing it is because of the huge teleconferencing. 
that Zoom has with the household name. And they're figuring that if they can leverage this, you know, we talked about Google Meet and MS Teams uh, with the fierce rivals of, uh, of Zoom. But now that they bought this company with the huge cloud backing, uh, these two kids might have to start, you know, running home because <laughs> now they're going to have customer engagement tools. Zoom never had that before. No. So uh, watch out, uh, MS Teams, and watch out, Google Meet, because uh, you got a very fierce competitor coming up uh, behind you in the in the rearview mirror. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Yeah, they certainly do. So it, it's it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm pretty looking. I'm pretty much looking forward to what they come up with out of, out of this little marriage. It, it'll definitely be an interesting thing, won't it? Yeah, it will. It will. And the whole thing is, you know, is it going to shape and change the life of how people use Zoom and how people use interaction? But I still believe, Marcus, that, you know, no matter what kind of automation you have, you still have to have a good person behind that. I mean, you right. know, you've talked to these Internet companies and, you know, we joke about it, but it's, it's really the serious truth. You get on the line. The other day I had to do a, a, a reset because I wanted to change my password and they sent me a code. The code was wrong that they sent me. I asked for another one didn't work ask for a third one it says oh you've been locked out i'm like what so then i go to a chat now it's not two minutes it's 20 minutes to verify my account well do you have the mac number no i don't have the mac number what do you think i do right on my forehead <laughs> well do you have your yeah. account number no if i had my account number i wouldn't be calling you would i okay so what's your name i already gave that to you okay what's your phone number did you not get it from the automated bot Oh, sorry. We don't have access to that system. You don't have access to the system. No, I just route you to our queue. That's real intelligent. Love to know who, who designed that. They should be fired. <laughs> and the real best one we're going to be covering very soon uh, is F. I'm not sure here. I heard about this. Uh, F-T-T-H. Have you heard about F-T-T-H yet? No, that's a, that's a brand new one for me. It's very brand new. And uh, so in our area, we have Altice and Optimum, which is the same company. The French uh, took them over and it's not been the same, but they're trying to get back some credibility. They're building out FTTH, which is fiber to the home. Now, Fios does just about a gig, just about, not quite. They're going to be able to do, Marcus, sit, sit down for this, 10 gigabytes per second. Oh, geez. That's that's great. They're estimating a street price of over two to three hundred dollars for this. It'll <laughs> be ready sometime next year. And the last couple of weeks, they've been ripping our town up to put all these wires. So I have to ask myself, is this French company going to keep it or are they going to sell it? I, I don't think they should be allowed to be able to operate this company when they're not even in the U.S. You should have to have so much stake in the United States yeah. to be able to control something that is in a major part of the U.S. And so they're ripping streets up. They're paying cops from multiple towns left and right mm. to be their babysitters uh, so they can stop traffic. And let me tell you, they're doing a real job here. And they're putting in this huge infrastructure from the new fiber to the home. They're putting in the new gateway, the things in the streets. And you're going to have to get a new modem, too. So this is going to be a little pricey. And they claim, Marcus, it's going to raise the cost of the home. I don't know about this. 3.1%. 
Oh, yeah, that that that's far fetched there, and I can't really <laughs> see it happening. Someone's probably dreaming and never woke I, up. I, I think you're right. And the other question I have is, if they're putting modems out now, like these new UV modems, you got to be so careful. You tip them over, they could catch on fire. They have a software <laughs> throttle in them that actually cuts back 80 to 90% of the modem so it doesn't catch on fire. And now <laughs> they're putting in a 10-gig service. Can we really trust them with that? Do they really know what they're doing? They're investing in technology, but who's actually engineering this? I don't really have a lot of faith in these cable companies. No, and no one allows you to sit down and, and vet them properly. And like you said, if you are not from the U.S., you, you need to be more invested in just landing your company here to gouge everybody. Exactly. Speaking about communication and tools, you know, um, checking your phone for spyware is becoming more and more of a question for people. And uh, there is a new tool for, um, actually, it's an, an amnesty tool. Uh, amnesty International, part of a group that helped break the news of journalists and heads of state. Uh, this new tool that's going to allow you to check your phone for spyware. Hmm. So I've never really seen that to be a big problem, but uh, you're going to want to make sure your, your iPhone is backed up and encrypted with a password. You want to use two-factor authentication. It's yeah. uh, it's not even a luxury anymore. You have to use it. And uh, if you don't, well, you're just like leaving your credit card number uh, on the side of your truck or car and just saying, hey, come and, uh, come and take my number. Do you want me to blow it up so you can read it better? <laughs> I still remember that guy, I forget his name, from one of those uh, companies that do, does uh, a credit watch and monitoring. He put his social security, I don't know if it was his really his, not his real serious number, but he said it was his real social security number on a truck. And he, on the car, and he said that it's his real number and he trusts it because his service is backing it and watching it. Oh. I don't really think that was his real social security. He says it was. Yeah, that could, he could have been bluffing there, so... There's no real way to know that. No, and no you know, way. our friends at Twitter are uh testing upvote and downvote buttons on tweets now. They're working on the new upvote and downvote vote reaction uh to basically try to get engagement up. Um, so this is uh different than normal retweets, retweets, I should say, and replies. Uh, it's testing this feature for a small group of users on iOS only, and it's uh, already been spotted according to multiple tweets from users that are part of the test group. So not everyone has access to it, yeah. and Twitter writes uh, that iOS users may see upvote and downvotes in several different styles coming up in the future. And some of these new features are going to hopefully, they think, inspire more people to be interactive on their platform. We're going to have to see, Marcus. We're just going to have to wait and see. They're trying just about everything. And so. And I, and I can't fault yeah, them for I doing can't fault that. Them either. Yeah. I can't fault them. But I do feel that, uh, just like we learned the other day, and I don't really have data to back it up, but we've just heard rumor that uh, even our friends at uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. their algorithm may not be as sound as we think, it may not be as fair as we think. Yeah, I have heard many reports about that. It it, it is uh, sounding like there's some foul play going on in the algorithms. 
Yeah, that's happening. Speaking about unfair, you know, for years, Apple would never let you get into their products like their uh, computers unless yeah. you had their special tool. And you could never buy that tool or get that tool, even if you were in the technology industry, unless you did so much money per quarter in business with Apple. Mm -hmm. Well, the Federal Trade Commission is going to start going after people like this, and they're pledging to fight unlawful right to repair restrictions. Watch out, Apple. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely aimed at them. Uh, they're they're really the yeah. ones. I mean, there might be some others, but you know those are the ones that have been yeah. causing the biggest problem, right? Right. And so um, in the order signed by President Joe Biden on July 9th, the White House explicitly calls out smartphone, smartphone makers that impose restrictions on self and third-party repairs, making repairs more costly and time-consuming, such as by restricting the distribution of parts and diagnosing repair tools. You know, this could also play a hand to some laptop manufacturers, too, that do this. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of them that do, do that as well. And, uh, but for whatever reason, there's this huge fear of uh, someone creating hybrids of the of their products well i don't know if it's that i think the real reason they do it uh marcus is because it's money huh. because when you go to apple it's never by the hour it's like 165 to open the case and then while it's open we'll put whatever you want in there but that's our fee to open it <laughs> doesn't matter if it's open, open for a minute sure. or it's open for three hours that's the fee to open it if we close it we have to reopen again it's another 165 oh wow so this could be trouble for Apple, you know, who strictly inhibits users to repair their own devices. It's going to be interesting what happens, but I know that uh, Apple's not going to be very happy about this. No, they're not. And uh, you know the Federal Trade Commission doesn't get involved too often, but when they do decide to pursue something, they're not going to stop. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very aggressive actions coming their way. And, uh, you know, we never really talked about whether it's male or female when we talk about Alexa, okay? We know okay. she's female, but uh, I'd like to say that uh, she's getting a brother, um, is the way <laughs> I want to term it. Yeah. Uh, the way technical people say it is, well, we can just change the voice. Okay, so does that mean they just get a sex change and they can just have a – no, no, no. So, so, so Alexa's getting a brother, but the way they define it, you can just – make the option to convert it from male uh, from female to male in just like one option. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. There's, there's nothing like the sound of your annoying brother. So you're going to be able to do that. And uh, it's going to, uh, they call it the Ziggy wake word. It's going to join the existing Alexa computer echo and Amazon and wake words that have already been available to use with Alexa for years Amazon is not specifically associating Alexa with the feminine sounding voice and Ziggy with the new masculine sounding option. So that's the new one. It's called Ziggy. Hmm. So users can either use one of the two voices, Alexa or Ziggy. You see, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't like that concept. I like the idea that if you get the product, you should be able to buy it as a male product or as a female product, but you shouldn't be able to just change it. Yeah, there's something something kind of, you know, behind that that's uh, really kind of cheapening, you know, the whole process. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
I don't know. I was talking to a customer just before and he was ordering cartridges for his printer. But something interesting he told me, he told Alexa to go, you know, when the printer was low to order the cartridge. It says it was low and he said to order it. And he didn't get the manufacturer's cartridge. Oh. He got a knockoff. I said, well, that's a setting in Amazon. You have to just go in there and change there. I, I think they just figure that if you don't change it, you know, they're going to make more money on the knockoffs. We all know that. Right. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And, and Amazon is going to do something else. This is going to be pretty interesting, Marcus. Mm -hmm. They're going to let developers compete for the Echo Show screen. Oh, yeah, that's going to be pretty, pretty cool. I don't know if I like it too much. Um, you like things that like you could say if the dogs walk. OK, I'm OK with that. But then make suggestions on where we could go for dinner. Or, I, oh. I don't know if I like that idea. You got a point there. It's, it's, like, oh, by the way, they show yeah. one pizza place here. Click here to view a meal. Or, hi, John. Um, are you hungry? I've got a great offer from, shall I order that pizza for you? Uh, no, thanks. Well, what are you in the mood for? Alexa, I'm not really hungry. Really? <laughs> you haven't eaten anything all day. Actually, I went out. Well, where did you go? I don't show you when anywhere. Well, I didn't log it into the system. You didn't tell me where you went. Well, how can I keep track of your calories? O okay, but never mind, Alexa. <laughs> you know, I'm only trying to help you. I, I know. Go to sleep, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so they're going to start having things like event-based triggers. And just like I told you, yeah. I knew this was coming, proactive suggestions. Mm. So if a customer is going to work, uh, customers might opt to have a skill proactively suggest that they lock their home. Hey, Mike, I see you're leaving for the office. The house isn't locked yet. Did you want to do that? <laughs> I get that. I get yeah. that. Okay. By the way, I see you're by XYZ. Did you want to order something and then just wait here by the curb and I'll have somebody bring it out to you? No, that's okay. And our friends at later this year at Whole Foods will be launching, yes, <laughs> they're one of the very first, a proactive curbside pickup experience. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just wait till you get a load of that. <laughs> so, uh, shouldn't be that much different than um, you know what we get at, uh, at a local Walmart. I, I, I would I would imagine. Well, the difference is going to be this, and I've talked about this before, Marcus. That all these people that get things for free, or and I won't ever have one of these things in my house okay. or my office. And it's not because I don't like technology; it's because I don't trust what they're doing with the information they're learning about me. Right, and not that I'm trying to hide something 
but I don't know what they're going to try to do with that information. I'll give you an example. I was giving a seminar the other day to our seniors here in Franklin Lakes. We are like 60 plus seniors and we did lunch and I did this title uh, of a presentation called uh, Staying Safe on the Information Superhighway. And many of them love the presentation. It was like an hour. And I got to tell you, Marcus, you know, people like a presentation when they're glued to the presentation screen. Absolutely. <laughs> and I started off by saying, hi, everyone, such and such did my little introduction and um, built my credibility. And once I did that, I said, so now what I'm talking about is an important topic. And I already asked the question, anybody ever have their identity taken or know somebody? Okay, great. So you know it's important. Well, before I tell you other people that say it's important beside me, and you've already seen it's important, what I want you to know about is I want you to take this so seriously that I brought 10 gift cards from local gift stores. And I'm going to be handing out poker chips to people that answer questions correctly during the afternoon. The 10 people that have the most poker chips can come up here and pick out a gift card randomly in one of the white envelopes. So make sure you st stay tuned because you just might win a $5 gift card to one of the local stores in the Franklin Lakes or Wyckoff area. So I know that helped, Marcus. Yeah. But they were very interested in what I had to say. Uh, which, you know, when, when you talk to seniors, you have a program like that, it's hard to have them, you know, be on top with everything and, and, and know what's going on. And just, you know, when somebody, we discovered something from one of the, one of the people there and, uh, she says, you know, John, she says, you know, there was a guy that called me last week and her husband was there. There was a guy that called me last week and he wanted to come out to the house. And uh, she says, what do you think? She says, well, I don't know. She says, I didn't know what to do. And uh, I said, we know we want to come out to your house. He wanted to come out with somebody else. One person was going to talk to you about, you know, looking at your house to possibly list it, put it on the market. And the other person was going to come around and try to case your house so he could later come in and break into it. You think so? I'm like, I know so. He seemed like such a nice person on the phone. So I ask questions like, so what do you do if somebody calls and says they're from Microsoft tech support and they need to get in your computer because it's vital or your security might be affected? You hang up on them. Yeah. What if a guy tells you they want to refund you money that your husband's been paying for years because we can't offer the service anymore. So we need to get on your computer so we can pay you back. Goodbye. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. He said, well, the guy says you hang up on him. I said, you do more than you hang up on him. You call the police department. You file right. a report with the online uh, crime bureau, with the FBI, and then you file a report with the police department, and you give them a copy of that report. And you send all that also to the Consumer Affairs, and you also go to the District Attorney General's office. Oh. And uh, I remember doing one a while back where there was a guy on the computer and I spent like an hour at the client's place just having the guy just play around with the computer. And when it was all done, I said, you're all done? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm all done, but I may have to come back because this is very, got a lot of virus. Uh, oh, okay. Meanwhile, he's running the directory command and see all those files, they're all bad. Oh, okay. I don't know much about computers. And uh, he goes, yeah, we have to take care of them. Uh, you know, normally it's $8.99, but I'm just charging you $1.99 lifetime support. I said, oh, thank you so much. But don't worry, we'll take your credit card at the end of the call. Oh, okay. So we're finished. We're doing this whole thing, and I'm playing stupid. And I said, we all done? He says, you have the credit? I said, let me go get my credit card. 
Um, but listen, do you know what a virtual machine is? A what? A virtual machine. You have a credit card? Yeah, I give you my credit card. But So a virtual machine, I'll give it to you. It's a MasterCard. Um, the virtual machine is something that I create and you play with and think it's a real computer. And then when you're all done, I click one button, it reformats. And the machine that you think you connected to wasn't really a machine. It was a piece of software. Okay, you have the credit card. I have the credit card. I'm going to give it to you in a minute. So I'm just going to go ahead and click on Format Reboot. And you'll see that everything you just did went away. Oh, wow. Okay, we call you another time. Bye-bye. <laughs> so they play games, Marcus. Yeah, they do. And I just love having them for breakfast. I know, or lunch or dinner. I remember... Um, my friends, when I was in um, high school, we would go to one of the stores, the big S store, and we'd go out there and we would go to buy computers either before or after lunch. And we'd have fun. We'd go out there. And it's like, so we're looking to get a computer with such as that. And we gave them some really wacky requirements. Uh, so how do we do that? So I want a computer with this and I want this. And we gave them some large amount of memory. Like uh, the computers were only coming with, let's say, I don't know, 50, uh, uh, maybe 150 meg hard drive or 250 meg hard. I'm like, Okay, so we're looking for something like at least a thousand megs. Oh yeah, yeah, we can get that for you. Okay, and and I want something that has a quad speed processor, and I want something that has an energy efficient board. Now that wasn't even made yet. Okay, hold on, <laughs> let me check with my. So he's going through us because I said you get that for me. I'm gonna buy four of them for you right now. I didn't care what it costs. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get it for you. I'm gonna get it. He comes around. He's back. Uh, he goes. I find something for you. I said that's not a computer. I said, that's actually a typewriter. Right? And, and they just, and you know, it's not nice, but you know, the thing is they didn't know what they were doing, Marcus. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're trying to like BS you. I love when you go to, you know, the appliance store and you ask them questions and you're buying a high end appliance and you ask this, Oh, you don't need that. I don't. Well, the manufacturer said I need that. Oh yeah. But you don't like, so how many decibels is that? Hey, what? Well, I wonder how much noise it makes. Oh, I don't know. Well, could turn it on for me? I said, I have a decibel meter right on my phone. Could we measure it? Oh, it's really quiet. Well, is it like 40? Is it like 20, 38? Oh, yeah, yeah it's really low, probably like 20. I said, let's, let's measure it. I turn, I was like, 68. Oh, um, well, try this one over here. Well, that was even louder. That's 74. Oh, okay. We have some new ones coming in next week. Maybe those will be quieter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Is this the top of the line? I said, how new is this dishwasher? Oh, it's new four or five months. You don't have the brand new ones. No, maybe you come back after Christmas and maybe we have those. <laughs> <laughs> you have to laugh at this, right? You just have to laugh. It's all you can really do. You know, and I know when I was helping those seniors the other day and explaining this to them, they were so on the edge of their chairs, which was great to see them getting into this stuff. So I don't use computers. I said, well, you're just as vulnerable. What do you mean? I don't use a computer. Do you get mail? Yeah. Has your name and your address on it? Yeah. Somebody can get your identity from that. No. Yeah. You should put that in the shredder. Oh, we bought one of those shredders. You know, at the, at the price club, how much did you pay for? Oh, like $11. I said, that's not going to shred much. You need a cross cut shredder with these a four or five security. What do those run? I said around two to three hundred dollars. Oh, that's too much. 
I'll just take a scissor. I said, well, you could do that all you want, but somebody's going to be able to put that back. And how about the hard drive? Hey, throw it away. Oh, we just take a hammer and smash it. You know, we can still get the data back. I can, and so can a, a bad actor. Okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll smash it. I'll run the car over it. Still going to be able to get the data back. Okay, well, I'll get my gun. What's that going to do? Well, I'll <laughs> shoot the drive. I said, that's not going to do anything either. It's not going to help. Well, I, I, I'll shoot it, and and I I, I I mean, what else can I do with it? I said, I don't know. One guy says, why is it? He says, well, maybe I'll just blow it up. So how are you going to do that? Well, I don't know, but I could probably figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, just, you just have to laugh at this. But it's yeah. not funny because people are getting taken advantage of, Marcus. Yeah. Um, and what I explained to them was a story that happened to me many, many years ago. Last story I'm going to share with you. When I was probably in grammar school and not even in eighth grade yet, I get a phone call. I was at home and I was staying home alone. And uh, it was probably my early teens. And so when I got this phone call, the um, guy says to me, oh, you know, your parents are in the hospital. It's really serious. Uh, you know, you, you, you got to call them right now. I don't know if they're going to live, uh, but they want to talk to you. Hmm. And he's giving me the phone number, and you're not asking questions. Let me get a pen. I write it down, right? And I hang up. And you probably don't even think when you dial the number. You don't even care, right? Right, exactly. So I pick up the phone, and I dial the number, 1-900-642-78, whatever it was. I just dialed the 1-900 number. Two, nobody was at the number when they answered. I called my parents, and I said, you okay? Oh, we're fine. Okay, so you're not in the hospital. You're not in any kind of trauma. No, there's a guy that called me. You don't know any guy. We just stopped to get something to eat. We'll be home in a little while. Oh, okay. You guys are feeling okay. You're fine. How's your car? Car's fine. Okay. Two months later, the parents said, John, did you make a call to such as I said, well, I called this number. I'll tell you what happened. It's the number I told you. Yeah, it's $3,800. Well, I called the number because they said that you were like on a dire strait and going to die and you needed to talk to me. Oh, he said, that's great. So we spent like a day or so with the phone company and we got that reversed. But you see how yeah. we don't hear about 900 numbers too much anymore. They're around, no. but um, the liability on them is very, very high. Oh, yeah. They're, they're pretty expensive. You know, so they, they I remember because yeah. we had one for the tech company all oh, many years ago. The number was one nine hundred JCM tech. And uh Marcus, that phone number, just a line without the equipment was a thousand dollars a month. Jesus Christ. Now what that meant I couldn't imagine is that is that meant is that okay. I had to spend a thousand dollars minimum billing. It was twenty dollars yeah. for the line, so it was a thousand twenty. I didn't yeah. mind the twenty bucks. If I didn't bill a thousand dollars or more, they charged me the thousand, like a minimum credit card fee. <laughs> That's crazy. That took me three months to get set up. It was like a twelve hundred dollar application. I had built my own voicemail system to do all the call preamble. Hi, you've reached such and such. Um, and when the call comes in. You have to decide how much time you're going to pay for before you do the preamble. So you have to make it quick, but you're actually paying that pre-time, whatever the call rate, whatever the rate is before you bill. So let's say it cost me 20 cents or a dollar, whatever it was. 
So you have that pre-owned. Hi, thanks for calling the JCM Tech Line. In just a few moments, you'll be speaking with a tech representative. Be sure to have your question handy and be sure to hang up before the bill the, before the bell starts. The tone will start and billing will charge at $399 after you hear the tone within five seconds. Hang up now if you do not want to be billed. So you get beep. And the people are sitting there. Going, Hi, uh, yeah, I have a question. You know you're being billed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but answer my question first, then you can bill me. You're being billed now. Okay. Um. So, like, I having a problem with the computer. Yeah. It's not turning on. Okay. Um. What should I do? Was well, it plugged in? It's plugged in. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, is that power? Yeah, it has power. The, 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 the plug has power. There, there's a light in there that has power. Okay. Um, so he comes in, he goes, um, did you, and you checked in, I said, is there a switch by chance on the wall? He goes, yeah. He says, but it, it's not for the computer. I said, turn the switch on the wall. He said, but it's not for the, he turns it on. It uh, works. The switch powered the top outlet. Oh, wow. And so he was on the call with me for about five minutes at three ninety nine per minute. He tried to come in and dispute half of the calls that came in, Marcus, they were trying to dispute them. Well, we didn't get value out of that call. He didn't help us. So now I don't know about you, but you got to go through that whole nonsense, pay all that stuff. Get, is it really worth it? And then you could do a flat rate charge, like $50 or whatever. And then, or you could do a per minute charge, or you could do something called variable billing. I remember calling Microsoft when I was only, I'm going to say, entering high school. Right. Freshman year. And I would call them so much because they had problems in their software. I was using um, Access and Box Pro. And I wrote software and their system had so many bugs. I would call them at least once a week or so, but I never paid for anything. It always reversed my billing because they never knew what the heck they were doing. Yes, uh, this is uh, Kevin of Microsoft Support. Hi, Kevin. So I'm using Fox Pro. Okay. Uh, the standard of professional. Professional. Okay, what version are you using? Okay, good. How can I help you? I have a question on reporting. Okay, I don't handle reporting. I just handle setup and configuration and compiling. Okay, we're going to get you over to that, but don't worry. I'm going to stop the billing for two minutes while we transfer the call. Gets me over to that department. And they had like four or five different billing rates. When they put the call on hold, usually when you talk to somebody and they're waiting, it went from $4.99 or $5.99 a minute down to $0.99 cents a minute. They called it the holding billing rate. <laughs> yeah, it has a good good name to it because <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I shouldn't be paying five ninety nine. No, 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 no. We don't want you to pay four ninety nine, but we have to charge you something. So we're just going to lower to ninety nine cents. Oh wow! Then I get a guy on the line. He said, "Can I help you?" I said, 
Yeah, I said, do you know the answer? So I'll tell you what, he says, I feel bad. He says, I'm going to lower the rate on this call uh, because we're not really helping you. So let me just change the billing rate one second. He enters a few codes and we're back down. So let's say we spent, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars a month. I got that back on my on my bill. The software had a bug in it. Something crashed. And finally, I said, you know what? Enough of Fox Pro. Enough of access. This software is very flawed. And nobody uses access anymore. No, nobody. I mean, you don't hear you don't hear about it at all. It comes with the pro version, but who wants it? Yeah, nobody and wants Fox Fox Pro was good, but it had a lot of issues. And I was writing function calls. And he goes, What are you doing? I said, I'm I'm writing a parameter, I'm writing a var var parameter. Uh, a what? I'm writing a var parameter, which means that when I do the calculation, the result that I pass in it that I get is going to be passed out. So when I pass the numbers in, the number that it calculates is going to return. Okay. Return function goes, let me, um, so you're passing the numbers. I said they're global. The what? They're global variables. Okay. We don't support them. I'm like, yes, you do. Can you hold on a minute? Let me get a supervisor. Hi, uh, uh, Cassiella or something? Cassiella? Okay. Uh, you program? No, no, no. I'm customer service. Well, what happened to... Okay, well, we don't have anybody that can help you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the information you've asked and we're going to put it to our research team. Five days later, I'll call back. How are we doing? Um, so we're, we're still working on that one. You know, another version is going to come up, but we're going to give it to you free. <laughs> and I actually knew what I was talking about. But think about all the people that didn't know what they were talking about. Boy, they got screwed. I mean, that's I mean, that's the nicest way you can put it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I remember there was a game called King's Quest Seven. I'm not sure if you remember the game. It was an amazing game, mm -hmm. and I bought it from a distributor uh, when I was in I'm going to say uh, high school, probably junior year. I had a friend that was uh, in eighth grade in uh, grammar school. Oh, John, you got to get this game. So I made a deal with the manufacturer and the date was coming out like next month, but they gave it to me, but I couldn't give it to anybody until that date. I said, we have it. So I'm taking pre-orders cash only. Oh, okay. How much? Well, if you want it from me, it's $400. Well, we could go to Egghead and get it for 39. I said, I know that, but if you get it with me, you're going to get a guaranteed copy. It's 10 bucks more, John. Yeah, but you're guaranteed to get King's Quest seven. If you go there, you may not get it for the first month. You might have to wait two or three months. Exactly. Well, how about I just get it from you later? Well, I'm going to be out. I'm not going to have that much of it. I only have one copy or two copies left. Oh. Well, what if I don't like it? Well, there's no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make but this up. <laughs> they had a 900 number. No joke. On the box. Oh, wow. That you could call in for King's Quest, the, the Sierra company. And you could get tips on what to do in the game. And it was like, it was a charge per tip. So to call in, I think it was like $7.99 to get a tip for the day. And that, that would make a lot of sense, uh, being that like, you know, they don't want to give out too many tips. <laughs> $7.99 a day. And yeah. um, you could only call the tip line. I think you call it once. And when you called it, it was like, then they changed it from a 900 number to a credit card billing line. Those are always a little more safer. 
because you have to enter in your credit card. And most of you don't have that. So a lot of games go on with phones, unfortunately, and billing and things yeah. like that. But now you don't pay for those kind of calls. And 900 numbers are basically like extinct. They're still around. Yeah. Some of the adult world uses them, but they're really not around for most of the public. No, if you do tech support, I thought that was going to be a great moneymaker, having a 900 number. Right. right. And when I said we have 900, I'm like, oh, you have one of those numbers? Well, it's not <laughs> for what you think. It's actually a billable service for tech support. Oh, yeah. that's not the 900 I thought you had. You said you're not, no, no. You're, you're thinking about what they originally came out for. We have it for legitimate purposes. Oh, oh okay. So you just charge people then. How much is it? And I tell them the price. Like, And I had different rates. If you're calling for installation help, it was like $399. If you're calling mm -hmm. for printer setup, it was this. If you're calling for virus support, it was like $499. Uh, if you're calling for development help, I think it was $790. Nobody ever went there. But a lot of times people would come into like the, the configuration help, and they really should be in somewhere other help. Or they come in for like understanding Windows, and like, oh, you're in the $0.99 cent queue. Yeah, well, I have a question about saying my printer. Okay, you're going to need to hang up, call back, and go into the printer setup queue. Yeah, but that's four ninety nine. I know you're just in general Windows information line. <laughs> okay, well, listen, I have a quick question. Like uh, goodbye, <laughs> and then they call and they dispute it, and you know the credit card always wins. So yeah. um, it was just, it was just very interesting. But listen, we have a lot of great stuff happening. So uh, next week we have another great show coming up. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have an idea for a show here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, visit jmore.com. Click on the reach out button. And let us know if you'd like to be a guest. Let us know. Remember, it must be educational content only. Uh, we have some great guests coming up in September. We kind of took a little hiatus with guests in the summer because people were traveling. But we have some guests coming up in September that I think you're going to really like. And uh, also be sure to check out many of my other channels, which you know I have lots. I have Envision, E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N, networking on YouTube. I also have John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, uh, where we have... Lots of great things. And as I said, if you're a student or if you're a kid at heart and you like science, you don't mind being on your feet for two days in a row when you live in the Bergen, Passaic, Morris, or Essex County areas, reach out to us and you can help us make history breaking a Guinness World Book record. But even if you are in a different state and you'd like to help us out, we can use financial contributions to help us buy the supplies we need. All of this we're doing is a community project. And so there's no profit being made on this. But the mm -hmm. exposure to this is going to really change the world because the last person that did this was in another, almost in another country. So we're going to make history, and you could be part of that. Um, where we break history, it's going to be two days, and the official Guinness World Book Records will be coming Sunday afternoon to officiate the actual results. And then we can say... Not only did the Jay Moore Tech Talk show uh, air, but we actually had a segment where we made history in the Guinness World Book Records. How many people can say they made history? Not many. So, um, you know, we have a lot of firsts here. Uh, by the way, we're coming up on our first, uh, what is it, August something? We're going to have a little mini birthday party, too. I know we have a cake we're getting. And uh, we're going to have uh, a little mini birthday party because we're going to be one year old. Yeah. <laughs> what what's uh, the date, Marcus? What's our date? What what's our birthday? You remember? Oh, 
Well, <laughs> you, you, you quizzed me there, Jared, right, and I wasn't even ready. <laughs> I know it's August. I know it's August. Something. It is August. <laughs> okay. Well, let us know what the birthday is. We'll sing happy birthday. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some cake and, and, and have a nice little thing. We'll have a candle with the number with, with, a, with, a, with for one on it. And, and it'll be really fun. And uh, so we'll celebrate that. And um, you guys can come and be part of us. And uh, I think it'll be a great, great experience. So definitely like our content, share it, tag friends, subscribe, smash that bell notification icon so that YouTube knows to show you content that we publish on the channel. And incidentally, if you have a product you like us to unbox, visit our website. Let us know what the product is. You'll have to donate to us. Send it to us prepaid freight. And we'll unbox it. We'll review it. And we may even invite you on the show. We actually just did a review on a stapler that we bought at a local office supply comparing the difference to why this stapler is actually worth more money and how it has a claim. And we'll see if it lives up to it. It claims it'll never jam. Now we know it sticks, but we don't know if it jams yet. Sounds impressive. It's very impressive. So keep watching us, ladies and gentlemen. We've got lots of great things coming. I guess we got to say goodbye, Marcus. I really don't want to, but we have to. Bye, everyone. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy this wonderful weather. And, uh, you know, be nice to everyone. Be smart. Practice social distancing, but don't drive your neighbors nuts. You don't have to ask every person if they got vaccinated. Just stay away. We're all adults, right? So let's right. Uh, let's be adults and let's live a great life. Let's be happy and let's enjoy nature. Get out there and uh, spread some great positive energy and good vibes. And you know, Marcus and I will be back here next Friday, which is going to be the last Friday of the month, which will be July 30th. We hope to see you then. See you then, everyone. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the J. Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.